Hello and welcome to episode 316 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark. Now joining me on today's episode for me is a veteran when it comes to acting. Honestly, this guy has been in everything. His career is insane. Today, I'm joined by Philip Martin-Brown. You'll know him from so many pieces of work. TV-wise, he's been in Doctors, he's been in Holby City, he's been in Suspects, Coronation Street, Waterloo Road. Honestly, you name it, he's been in it. Unbelievable performances every single time. And his film acting, stuff like Sleepy Hollow and the amazing Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. And on today's episode, we talk all about his brand new film, Christmas at the Holiday Inn, which is out now. There's so much to talk about on today's interview with Philip. But before we get there, let's quickly touch base and talk about my last episode. On episode 315, I was joined by the director, Ryan Hendrick. We got to sit down and talk all about his brand new film, Mercy Falls. I'd just like to say now a massive thank you to everyone that tuned in and had a listen to this interview. It meant the world. Thank you again as well for retweeting the episode, sharing it across all your social media. And just honestly, the support is getting more and more every single week. So thank you so, so much. But today it's all about the amazing Philip Martin Brown. What an absolute legend and all round just lovely guy. So I think the best thing to do is to get straight to it. So here's me and Philip talking all things TV and film. So Philip, thank you for taking the time to join me today on the Mark and Me podcast. My pleasure. Philip, what I love to do with all actors that come on the podcast is take it right back to the very start. What I'd like to know is when you were a kid and growing up, can you remember those first films or TV shows that you watched maybe with your parents or family that made you fall in love with the idea of being in film? The Man from Uncle. Oh, amazing. Uh, in fact, I, um, in, I, th- I must still be in Section 3, Intelligence. Um, I joined nice. you. Yeah. I uh, got a badge and everything. That's amazing. Uh, what else? Oh, I saw The Sound of Music in America. Oh, 1965 wow. at Madison Square Garden. No, Radio City Musical, one or the other. And yep. the, queue, the queue went round the block in New York to see this new film. And I got, I got that's the first time I saw it, was then. Um, and I, that, I loved it. And that was probably what did it. Were you a kind of kid at school that wanted to go down the route of being an actor, or was it later on after school? Yep. Yeah, it, I wanted to. Um, it was probably age 13. Someone said to me, you know what, you should be a comedian or an actor. And that light bulb moment, that was it. And then I sort of tried to work out, well, how can I do this? And the careers advisor got involved. And then I went to a college of further education. They couldn't wait to get rid of me at school. So I went to a college of further education and did drama and some O-levels, as was that got me into teacher training college in London, where I learned to be a teacher and teach English and drama. Amazing. So were your family quite supportive? Were they kind of, um, because, you know, if if, if you turn around to your parents and say, I've always said this on most of my episodes, but if you turn around and say you want to be in a a band as a famous rock star or an actor on TV, some of them say, well, that's a dream, but were they very supportive and believed in your vision? 
Yes, because I never said. See, the mistake that a lot of people make is, I want to be a famous actor or I want to <laughs> be a famous musician. Well, then forget it. If you want to be, I say this to, to young actors or want to be actors, I say, if you want to be an actor, yeah, don't bother. If you have to be an actor, give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> And you started obviously in the late seventies with a lot of TV. Uh, when I looked at your kind of uh, kind of CV of all your work, I can't believe how much TV work you did. It's so much work and so busy. But was it quite early on that you thought to yourself, "I'd mainly like to work in TV on these productions and these shows," or was there kind of a, a part of you inside that was eager to be in a film? Um, anything. I just loved working. Yeah, and what whatever came along, Mark. Really, um, I like films. I don't like them as much. The big budget films, I don't like as much as fast. I've been brought up on fast television. Yeah, um, working in fast television, and there's something about it that gets the adrenaline going. Whereas in a big budget movie, there's an awful lot of hanging around while they do the lighting. Yeah, and then. And then someone stands in for you while they adjust the lights and etc. And then you're called onto the set to take over from the standing and do the work, you know. But there's so much hanging around. And I like to be busy. I like to keep going and keep yeah, working. What is it that keeps you wanting to do it? Is there is there because the variety of roles you've done is is crazy. When you look at your CV, like all the main TV shows that I've watched growing up or my family have watched, has your name attached to it? You've been in some of the biggest shows that have ever been on BBC and ITV, and it it must be amazing to be around so many like minded people, so many creative people, but also so much passion on set for these incredible shows. Yeah, I've had a, a great time, having a great time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I couldn't wish for any anything better. It's been a wonderfully sort of diverse uh, career. But in those days, when I was growing up and when I started out as an actor, there were lots of different TV shows on television. Yeah. But now, if you look at the listings magazine and count up how many hours of drama there are in an evening it's woefully few it's so whereas, true whereas when i was in my 20s 30s and 40s there were five hours more of drama um, lots of different shows you could go from one to another to another but those days are gone I think it changed, obviously, with stuff like Netflix and Amazon Prime, and you don't now have to kind of schedule life around the TV. You know, that schedules around you, so you can go and catch up and watch all yeah. these different shows and binge watch them. But I miss the kind of days of sitting with my family and it being an event, you know, like sitting around and watching an episode together and then being left yeah. on a cling like a cliffhanger and then all yeah. of us waiting to come back together the next week and then find out what happens. And I understand stuff like Coronation Street and stuff still gives you that, but I do miss those shows that would grip you and keep you going each week. And I think it made the family closer. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, well, Waterloo Road, which I did for nine series, that was uh, a classic family show. They used to sit around, you know, it could be the grandparents, the parents, the kids, all watching it together. 
uh, and that was lovely. Yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I'm not complaining because I'll, I'll end up sounding like an old man and people will be like, listen to Mark moaning. But I just I just miss those days. And when I look at some of the shows you're involved in, I do think to myself, I, I do miss the golden era of TV when you could just sit down and you have to be patient to find out. You can't just keep clicking a button to put next episode. True, yeah. True. yeah. It's very true. I mean, you've got to work in film as well. And how do you find, I mean, you said there's a lot of waiting around, but one of my favorite films in the last 20 years was Tinker Tailor, uh, Soldier Spy. And I, I thought it was a masterpiece. I thought it was just the dialogue, the script, everything about it was just mind-blowing. And Gary Oldman, in, for me, is probably one of the greatest actors of our generation. Mm. How, how was it to going from TV to this huge production with a, a big budget and obviously some incredible talent on there? Yeah, um, oh, it was great. That was um, well, a lot of hanging around on that. Um, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> I had three hours getting made up. Wow! And at the time, I'm ashamed to say, I was a smoker. Right. Sit still at the best of times for me is very difficult. But without the cigarette, then sitting still for three hours i had to say to the makeup girl who was doing all this cut i had a cutthroat um yeah and she uh i had just kept saying oh can i stop have a quick fag please and it was very difficult to keep still for three hours but i did a movie called frankenstein yeah recently uh in which i had to keep still for five hours oh my god but but I wasn't a smoker then. I kicked it 10 years ago. So That's good to hear. And the, the Frankenstein legacy is obviously in post-production at the moment, and that's going to be really exciting to see. I mean, we've seen so many reimaginings of Frankenstein, but the story itself, the core of it is just, there's a reason why it keeps, keeps on doing so well. And to be involved yeah. in a project like that just must be, must be amazing. Yeah, it was. That's yeah. so good. And at the moment, obviously, we're promoting uh, Christmas at the Holiday Inn, which is uh, yes. out right now as people are listening to this. Yes. Yeah. How did this part come about for the role of Larry to you? Was it via your agent or was there some auditions? Or yes, I'm always intrigued how it comes about. It, it was uh, through my agent. Um, he yeah. rang up one day and said, would you like to do this? And I got the script and saw the character and I thought, well, that's the sort of character I've been playing for donkey's years. So, yes, I'd like to do it. Um, and it was great. I mean, Another looking film. at the cast and the director and everything, you know, to go to do these romantic comedies, especially, you know, before Christmas is great. And there's something really nice about this film that we've talked about it a little bit on today's interview, but um, it's got a good family feel. You know, you could watch it with your parents, with your grandparents, yes. with kids, and everyone can take something from it. Yeah, classic Christmas fair. That's exactly it. And how was it working on set? Was it really fun? Did you have a great time? Was there not too much waiting around? No, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. It was fun. And, yeah, it was fairly quick for a film. You've had an amazing career. Um, have there been some sort of career highlights that you remember that will always stick with you? Is there sort of memories yeah. that you've got of certain shows or roles that you're really proud of? Yes. Um, well, there was a movie I did called The Bounty. Um, yeah. was the last remake of The Mutiny on the Bounty. 
And we had 10 weeks in Tahiti, six weeks in New Zealand. Wow. I know, but the best bit was the four weeks we did in Wembley Studio. <laughs> That's amazing. It was great. Um, what a place. And I'd never been anywhere like that uh, in my life, and it was absolutely mind-blowing. Um, and so there was that for the locations and also the cast. I mean, in there was Daniel Day-Lewis, Liam Neeson, Delonte <laughs> Olivier. Wow. Um Oh, I could go on. It's, it was a stunning cast that they would, I don't think, they would struggle to find the money to get all that cast together now. Do, do you ever feel when you go on these sets, even stuff like Sleepy Hollow and stuff like that, do you ever still get nervous or do you get intimidated with the people around you or do you feel like you can just drop that? Because I speak to people every day, I speak to big names, and I'm always nervous. I'm always kind of thinking to myself, yeah. I, I hope I do a good yeah. job. I hope I do well. But do you, even after all these years and all these different varieties of characters, do you still get nervous? Yes, every time. Yeah. because you So you're human like you everyone else. Well, if, <laughs> if you don't get nervous, Mark, there's something wrong. Um, uh, and the minute I say I'm satisfied yeah. is, the minute, is the minute I'll stop working. Because you should never be satisfied. You should always, you know, think I could have done better. Um, yeah, that's and I don't like watching myself. But you literally took the words out of my mind, and I was literally about to say to you, um, do you ever watch back any of your performances? Because I speak to a lot of actors, and some people just say once it's done, they just close the door and they never watch it. Mm. It's strange, but I think it's masochism. Um, I know that I'm not going to like it, but I'd have to see it. And then, I, and then I cringe and think, oh, no, I didn't. I did. Oh, I did that. And I was, because I can see like, the cogs going round as I'm speaking and what I was thinking. And, and I, oh, so I don't like watching myself, but I always do. I suppose because you've been on so much stuff as well, you can't always avoid it. Sometimes you might just turn the telly on, it's an odd episode, or there's something on, and you're like, oh, there I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you find the work-life balance now? Um, do, you, do you feel like you've got a good place where you can work when you need to, but then spend yeah. time with family and have a good balance, which is healthy? Because yeah. obviously, I'm sure in the late 70s and early 80s, you probably were working way too much and doing everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was away an awful lot. Yeah. But now uh, it's nice that if something comes in that I like the look of and want to do, then I will. But otherwise, I don't need to. Um, so it's nice. And then I can go over the allotment. Is that how you spend your time when you're not acting? Do you enjoy gardening? Yeah. I've got a, a garden to look after and an allotment. And I play the piano. So. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So I suppose... Is there a day that you think you might just say, I'm done with acting, or are you this person? I mean, you've done 13, maybe 40 years of solid roles. Do you, do you think there's a point where you might say, I'm done now, or do you believe that it's always going to be in you and you'll always want to take that next role or always try and challenge yourself? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're never going to stop. <laughs> what? what? You're never going to stop. No, I don't. Unless you get too many allotments, and then you might have to. Oh, yes. In fact, there is one that's up for grabs, <gasps> and it's, it's right next door to mine. 
know. I'm tempted. Oh, a double allotment, <laughs> I don't think many of my listeners today will believe that we're talking about allotments, but I like this. <laughs> my my dad's a massive gardener. He's retired now. He's 85 and he spends all his days gardening. And uh, do you know what? It's so therapeutic, so peaceful, and he, he really loves it. And I, I, I adore him, but I, I love how much passion he puts into his garden. And his, uh, it's his life now. Mm, yeah, I can it's understand that, yeah. It's beautiful. Now, a lot of people listen to this podcast um, are people that are studying film or wanting to start their careers in acting. Uh, I see a lot of people that write in or send emails, and they listen to actors that I interview, and they all want to know how to kind of get your work seen. And I understand it's not easy in this world because there's so many people that want to do it. But is there advice that you give, especially from your experience to these people that helps them stand above the rest? Be yourself. Be yourself. Don't When you go for uh, an interview or an audition, um, don't put on an accent. If they're looking for uh, an amateur cast, an American, just be yourself, and then they'll ask you to read and then do the American accent. But don't try and be American when you walk in. Just be yourself naturally. Yeah. Um, and for people who want an agent, I would suggest finding a space somewhere in London, getting together with a mate or a couple of mates, putting something on, yeah. then inviting agents to come see it. Because agents are notoriously bad at travelling. So unless you're putting something on and it's next door to their office, they're unlikely to go and see it. Uh, so central London uh, or Manchester, yeah, uh, good, good agents in Manchester and elsewhere, I'm sure. And put something on yourself. Yeah, don't rely on others. Kind of do it all yourself. Mm. That's great advice. And is there still roles in your kind of tick list that you'd like to do? I know you've done such a variety in TV and film, but are there still, I mean, you've done all the genres, but is there still something that you feel like you want to achieve? Is there still a certain role you want to play? Not one particular role. No. I've never done Shakespeare professionally. That would be, uh, do you know what? My wife's an English teacher. Uh, I've been married just over a year and we've oh, been to see... Thank you. We've been to see Macbeth um, three different times uh, this year. Um, I've been lucky enough to go to the Globe in London, the RSC in Stratford, mm -hmm. and in Liverpool, and I've seen different representations of it. And um, I'm now really falling in love with uh, Shakespeare. I was never the kid at school that wanted to study it, but it blows my mind. And uh, I'm really glad you mentioned that because it's, it's a role, especially in something like Macbeth or... I mean, the, the variety of work, there's so much, Midsummer Night's Dream, all this sort of stuff. But um, what, what, a, what, an, what an opportunity or experience it would be to do something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Would there would be a certain piece of work of his that you, you're interested in? You know, someone might listen to this now and ring you up and say, hey, I've got a, a part for you in um, The Taming of the Shrew or something. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm, uh, bottom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? There's so many options, isn't there? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But but a theatre production, you on stage? Yeah. Oh, I I like stage a yeah. lot. 
and I don't do as much as I really want to. So I'd like to get back on stage. Comedy. I yeah. love doing comedy. Uh, yeah. Maybe don't buy that second allotment then. I, I'll put it on hold. <laughs> For now. I'll say, I'll say, Mark said, I'm not to take it. Yes. And then take the role in Shakespeare instead. I will. Thank you. Uh, what I do on this podcast, and it's my final question for you today, yeah. uh, I've had over 300 episodes now, and I've had all the different actors and directors in the world that have been on this podcast. Um, they all get to choose the final song that's played. So as our interview's already today, it's all edited, the song that plays at the end can be chosen by you. But I do put you on the spot. So is there a, a certain song that you love by a band or a piece of music that you would love to make this episode personal? And it's your choice to be played out today. Young, Gifted and Black by Nina Simone. I love that you knew that straight away. Some people need a couple of minutes. They they go off, they look on in a, their telephone or their, um, their kind of iTunes, but you knew the song straight away. Is there a reason why that song came before any other? Just because I was thinking, as you were talking, of what I would choose. Wow. And that's <laughs> the one that means a lot to you. That, yeah. I think she is a fantastic singer. Yeah. And that's the best version I've heard of that song. Amazing. Well, our time is literally up by the minute. So I just wanted to thank you for coming on the podcast. It meant a lot. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on. And uh, I believe our paths will cross again. The The world is very small. And uh, I hope that we get to talk again in the near future, maybe one day face to face. Great. Thank, Thank you, you so much. And good luck with everything. And I hope the film release goes really well. And uh, your time is very precious. So thank you very much. Thanks, Mark. Bye-bye. So there it is. There's my interview with Philip Martin Brown. What a lovely actor. And as I said at the start of today's interview, his brand new film, Christmas at the Holiday Inn, is out now. So go and check it out. Enjoy a lovely Christmas film and watch his amazing performance as the character of Larry. I just want to say now a massive thank you to Philip for taking the time to come on the podcast. He doesn't do many interviews and I'm very lucky to get him on the podcast. So thank you so, so much. And also, if you guys out there are enjoying these episodes, please share them. It costs you guys at home absolutely nothing to do this. So if you're listening now, why not hit the retweet button, the share button on Facebook or go on Instagram and put it as your stories. I see so many people doing it. Don't think it gets ignored and I appreciate it each and every time. So thank you so much. Before I go, also I want to give a big shout out to the sponsors of the podcast, Richer Sounds. Those guys have been supporting me now for almost a year, each and every month. Thank you so much. And if you're in the market for a brand new TV or Sonos or home cinema system, go on richersounds.com and check them out. And also the amazing Folio Society, one of those companies that I just adore. I'm so lucky to get to work with them each and every month and they do truly have the best books around. So go on foliosociety.com and treat yourself to something beautiful. And if you want to treat me to something beautiful, why not go on to my Patreon page? There's a link on markandme.com and you can support the podcast for as little as £1 a month. All that money goes right back into the podcast and allows me to go out there and basically record more interviews for you guys at home. You've seen how busy this year's been and next year I want to top it even more. I do not want to slow down anytime soon and please, if you've really enjoyed today's episode, why not jump on Patreon and support me? 
And also, to just before I go, I do have a YouTube channel. This has been going just a couple of months, but already some of my videos have almost hit 10,000 views. So if you want to go and check it out, go on to YouTube and just search Mark and Me. I'll be back in only a few days time with another brand new episode. So until then, look after yourself, stay warm, keep safe, and I'll speak to you all very soon. Is the quest that's just begun?